0: A rabbit's foot, the belonging of a loved one who has long passed, and coins are just some items we keep close to give us protection and good fortune. But luck is fickle, and sometimes the line between fortune and misfortune is difficult to detect. Here is Teresa Bendroska and careful what you wish for. a goodly scary evening to you all i am mother crow well perhaps you know my sister mother goose always rambling on about cows jumping over moons and mice running up clocks I prefer darker tales, tales of macabre mystery, lost hopes, strange happenings. Gather in close, my dearies, and listen to such a tale, first told to me by my friend W. W. Jacobs in 1902. It was late October when the veil between the worlds grows thin, letting strange ghostly beings roam these hills. Near Wakefield Village, in a creaky farmhouse, lived an old couple, Uriah and Erda Black, with their son, Abe. Uriah had just come home, fresh from a trip to the Rupert Mall. He was excited to show his family the treasure he had found. As his wife and son listened eagerly, Uriah told them how he had found the beautiful little box buried under pots and pans. I'm sure it's worth something, Uriah said, taking it out of his pocket. It looks like real gold. He opened up the jewel box, empty and lined with deep red velvet. "'Pretty,' said his wife. "'She took it, then suddenly gave a shuddering cry "'as it dropped to the floor. "'It moved,' Erda cried. "'And look, the lining's cracked. "'There's a secret compartment.' "'As Uriah picked up the box, "'a dusty little packet fell out. "'What's that?' said Abe, picking it up. "'Something was wrapped in wrinkled cloth, "'stained and yellowed with age.' Abe opened it, revealing a black, shriveled object with patches of matted fur. Ugh, looks like an animal's paw, he said. Coyote, likely, said Uriah. And look, there's a note. Together they read the faded, spidery letters. Here for ye be wishes three... Take good care, and yet beware, whate'er you do, it shall come true. The wind wailed angrily at the windows, whipping the black branches of the leafless trees, cracking and banging them together like skeleton bones. A fierce, furious gust shook the house, howling. The family startled nervously, shivering with a strange excitement. Erda laughed uneasily. Someone's idea of a joke, she said. What would you wish for, Dad? Abe asked. I don't know, Uriah answered slowly. Seems to me I've got all I want. Wouldn't it be great if you paid off all the farm debts, said Abe. Well, wish for $250,000. His father held up the talisman. I wish for $250,000, he intoned, half-joking. The eerie wind moaned louder as a door suddenly banged upstairs and they all jumped. Well, I don't see the money, Abe laughed nervously. I bet you find it in a big bag upstairs and something horrible squatting on the dresser. Laughing, they put the box and its mysterious contents on the counter, then shared a quiet supper before heading off to bed. Next morning, they laughed at their fears. Such nonsense, said Erda. How could wishes be granted these days? And if they could, how could $250,000 hurt us? Might drop on our heads from the sky, joked Abe, as he headed out to work. Later... As the old couple ate their lunch, they were startled by an MRC police cruiser pulling into the yard. An officer, accompanied by a well-dressed stranger, came up the path. Erda felt an icy chill as she opened the door. The visitors seemed uneasy. The officer cleared her throat. Uh, we, we come from the sawmill. I'm very sorry to bring you bad news. What's the matter? Erda asked breathlessly. Has anything happened to Abe? Uh, I'm sorry, stammered the officer. There's been an accident. Is he hurt? demanded the mother. The officer couldn't meet her eye. Badly hurt, she said quietly. He was caught in the machinery, but he's no longer in any pain. Grasping the sinister meaning of those words, Erda shrieked. The well-dressed stranger now spoke. As the company's lawyer, I wish to convey our sincere sympathy for your great loss. I'm here to inform you that your son had insurance with us, and you're entitled to his compensation. Uriah stammered, horrified. How much? $250,000, came the answer. In McLaren's cemetery, the grieving old couple buried their son, coming back to a house steeped in shadow and silence. Nothing could lighten this load, too heavy for old hearts to bear. The days passed, long and weary, and anguish gave place to hopeless resignation. One night, about a week later, Uriah suddenly awoke to his wife's wild cry. The coyote paw, where is it? I only just thought of it. Why didn't I think of it before? Why didn't you think of it? Think of what, he questioned. The other two wishes, she replied. We've only had one wasn't that enough he demanded fiercely no she cried hysterically go get it quickly and wish our boy alive again get it she panted get it quickly and wish oh my boy uriah gaped aghast you don't know what you're saying we had the first wish granted said Erda feverishly why not the second "'A coincidence,' stammered her husband. "'Go get it and wish,' ordered Erda. "'Uriah said shakily, "'He's been dead ten days, and besides, "'I could only recognize him by his clothing. "'It was too terrible. "'Bring him back!' shrieked Erda. "'You think I fear the child I've nursed?' Uriah reluctantly stumbled downstairs. The shriveled paw lay in its box. It seemed to be patiently waiting. A horrible fear seized him, his heart thudding, his brow cold with sweat. With the unwholesome thing in his hand, he crept back upstairs to his wide-eyed wife. Wish, she cried in a strong voice. Wish! It's foolish and wicked, he faltered. Wish! ordered. Reluctantly, he raised the talisman. I wish my son alive again. The paw fell to the floor as a violent crash sounded outside. The wind shook the windows, rattling the doors. Uriah trembled as his wife, eyes burning, went to the window. Neither spoke, listening to the angry wind whistling through the barren trees. The anemic gibbous moon fluttered in tattered clouds, flickering, pulsating shadows throughout the room. Suddenly, a quiet, stealthy knock came at the front door. Uriah gagged as a dank, foul stench seeped into the house. Another knock sounded, then another, louder yet. The fetid stink now permeated the entire room. It's Abe, Erda screamed. It's my boy. It's Abe. For heaven's sake, don't let it in, cried the old man, trembling in horror. You're afraid of your own son, Erda cried as she ran downstairs. I'm coming, Abe. I'm coming. Uriah, frozen, heard the front door bolt being drawn slowly and stiffly. Then Erda's voice strained and panting. The bolt, she shrieked. Come help, I can't open it. But Uriah was on the floor, grasping wildly for the paw. He must find it before the thing outside got in. He heard Erda's mad gasping sobs as she worked the door. Then the bolt squeaking as it began to draw back. At the same moment, he found the talisman and frantically made his last wish. The knocking ceased suddenly as a hush descended. Uriah heard the creaking of the door as a frigid wind rushed in, bringing with it the rank, rotten odor of the grave. He ran down to find his sobbing wife in the open doorway and a limpid moon shining on a quiet, deserted road. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>